as per usual, I get in first. <laughs> um, Sean's story is just so wonderful, just giving glory to Jesus. His story is uh, one of many, but we have a good friend, somebody you know, called Ginny Bergen, who's been to speak at Jubilee. Uh, she works with Jeremy and I on the Christ Central team, but she has just written the most amazing book, Overpowering Nemo. Now, Nemo isn't the fish. <laughs> Nemo is a word that means nobody. And this is Ginny's story. And many of you will know that Ginny's story is, is quite troubling from her childhood. And she tells her story in this book. You have to be careful how much of this you read at any one time because you can end up feeling quite disturbed by it. But through it, she weaves scripture. And it's all about us getting back into the ministry, recognizing that spiritual warfare is going on and the deliverance ministry and being able to see people set free. And this is what Sean is experiencing. He's being set free. And this is Ginny's story. And you must, must read this because it's for the church today. We have neglected this ministry and we need to get back on top of it. And it's not just for leaders to do this. We're all leaders. We all need to get on board with spiritual warfare again and recognize who is the one who is ruling and reigning in our lives. So that's that book, Overpowering Nemo. And, and say many of you know Ginny and you'll know some of her story. The other book, basically, this is Jubilee Teesside anyway. So this is the latest book from um, Natalie Williams and Martin Charlesworth, who well, Natalie now leads Jubilee Plus. And Jubilee Plus comes out of Christ Central Churches and basically comes out of Jubilee Teesside, I would say. Um, and again, most of what's in here, Jubilee Teesside is doing. But I think it's a reminder of how we live our lives. It's a challenge. It's a huge challenge again. But I would say, Teesside, you were modelling this, yeah. but I think it's, a, again, they're both easy reads yeah. and especially um, Natalie's read in it from where she's come from in her life. I think a lot of you will find it so easy to read and just a reminder of who we are as church. See ya, I hand over to the boss. <laughs> hey, good to be with you this morning. And uh, so wonderful just to uh, see all your faces, see all the friends that we love and uh, the people um, that we feel so connected to. Just uh, thanks Andy and Darren for oh. that worship. Uh, Darren, I, I don't know Darren, I don't think I know Darren, nice but what an out. amazing guitar. Uh, solo that was so good keep going with that pal that was so amazing um, and just that thank you is what out of Andy's worship yeah, yeah that, that Andy the word that Andy brought in the worship about freedom mm. that it's all in uh, that book um, so I haven't so much got a scripture for you this morning I, I was out walking earlier this week when we got back from Scotland and I felt God speak to me about you in Jubilee and the word that I felt God say um, and it's something you've probably heard me say before in various settings, in various sermons, in various preachers, in various words of encouragement. But the word is this, Jubilee, you need to get a new perspective. You need to see things differently. And sometimes we can look at the same things with the same eyes, but sometimes we need to look at the same things with new eyes and fresh eyes and I was so encouraged by the young people at the start when uh, it was like Emily and uh, Jemima and Jesh I think it was Jesh who had the 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 word lift up your eyes to the hills 
to like see things differently. And I was so impressed that Sue Kearney saw something different in Sean. You know, it wasn't just she took a like fingers crossed, I'll take a chance. No, she saw something of God doing a work in his life. And she, yeah, she took a chance. She stepped out. We call that stepping out in faith. And uh, she believed God was doing something in him. And I believe God wants you to look, Jubilee, at different situations with different eyes. And so let me just give you some biblical. I could have preached this out of the Bible and perhaps someday I will with you. But uh, I think of two or three examples. I think of David, King David, before he was king. Uh, well, he was anointed as king, but he was still a young boy. So he's still a kid. So I'm talking to the kids around the room here. Brilliant young people of Jubilee. Um, when he saw Goliath, everyone else saw a mighty warrior who was out to defeat the people of God. David, it said, just saw an uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, somebody who wasn't part of the community of God, didn't carry God's promises, didn't carry God's power and passion and love, and therefore was somebody who was going to be taken out. And sometimes we look at our Goliaths and we get intimidated by them. We get intimidated by things that are big and shout loud and look impressive. But God wants to give us eyes like David that say, no, that Goliath is going to come down. I'm going to take your head off because God's not with you. God's not in that. God's in me. God's with me. So that's David. And then I was thinking for you, Joshua. And I think Joshua, when he led the people of God after Moses and there was a transition of leadership, Joshua's now leading the people of God. They've come across the desert. They've come out of the desert and they're now stepping into the promised land. There's a new territory for them. There's a new destiny for them. And it said they went through the Jordan, a little bit like going through the Red Sea. They went through the Jordan miraculously. The Jordan waters parted and suddenly the Jordan shuts behind them. They're on the verge of the promised land. It said all the manna from heaven stopped and before them was like these fortified cities and the biggest one was Jericho and I think we right now prophetically are like the people of Israel in that time we're stepping into something new but it's like we feel trapped we feel the Jordan's closed behind us we can't go back to pre-lockdown days before us are these great big walled cities intimidation and I think it was uh, Marvesh when she was praying about walls of anger and walls of doubt and walls of distrust. There, there are things that are intimidating us as the people of God. There are things that are intimidating you, Jubilee, this morning and individuals in, your, in the church there. And I was so struck a few years ago when I read this passage. I, I've preached it before. You probably remember. But it says in, I think it's uh, Joshua chapter five. You can look it up in your own time. It says Joshua was out like early in the morning, praying, walking. And suddenly Joshua encounters someone that he doesn't recognize. Now, we later know in the story that this one is the captain of the Lord's hosts. He's the one who's come to deliver. He is 
actually the Lord. He's not an angel because later Joshua falls down and worships him. And actually it's a, an appearance of God in the Old Testament, maybe even an appearance of God in the flesh in the Old Testament. It's almost like Jesus standing in front of Joshua. And at first, Joshua doesn't rec recognize him. And I think sometimes God comes to us in difficult circumstances and we don't even recognize him. It's like Mary in the garden. You know, Jesus has just risen from the dead with a glorious new body. And she says, uh, are you the gardener? Where have you taken him? She, her eyes haven't been opened. She just doesn't see who Jesus is. And there are times when we just don't see things clearly. And I believe this morning, like Jeshua brought, we need to lift up our eyes. And it says fascinatingly in the passage in Joshua chapter five, it says Joshua looked up. Now, it implies to me that he'd been looking down. You know, if it says he looked up, that means he'd been looking down. And I think we have our eyes on the wrong thing. We have our eyes so often on the problems, on the issues, on the circumstances. We see the big Goliath. We see the person who looks like the gardener. We see the walls of Jericho. And actually what we need is an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. We need to see the Lord. And that's what happened to Joshua. He saw the commander of the Lord's host. He's, his eyes were open. He suddenly saw, oh, my goodness, this is God with us. This is he's come to save. He's come to deliver. He's come to set free. And this morning, I believe God wants to say to you, Jubilee, Lift up your eyes. Let the Spirit of God open your eyes, the eyes of your heart, to see God with you afresh. God is with you. He's powerfully with you. Just that beautiful story from Sean. God wants to give you many more Sean's, many more people like that, because God is with you, my friends. And you need your eyes, your spiritual eyes open to that. You know, we can be so caught up with the news. We can be so caught up with what's going on the TV and the newspapers and what's pressing in. Our... God wants us to lift our eyes beyond that to see that although the world through this pandemic is bringing lockdown and shutdown, God is bringing freedom and things are going to open up for you. Things that look locked down things that look shut in, lives that look like they're not into breakthrough, God is going to bring breakthrough to you. And that passage kind of ends. It's a fascinating passage. You can read it yourself, Joshua chapter five into chapter six. It kind of ends with the commander, who I believe is God in the flesh, the Lord Jesus, speaking to Joshua. And this is what it says. Let me read it to you from the Bible open it up it says this and this is uh, Joshua chapter 6 now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites no one went in and no one came out it's a tightly shut up city and we can feel that in lockdown it's tightly shut up we're hemmed in we're pressed down we we haven't got freedom and then the Lord said to Joshua see look fresh eyes, fresh perspective. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. You think, it doesn't look like he's delivered anything into my hands. And the question I've got for you today is, with what eyes are you looking? Are you looking with the eyes of God, faith-filled eyes 
that see things as God sees them? Or are you looking with just the eyes of flesh, just human eyes? Because human eyes see giants. Human eyes see walled cities. Human eyes see things that are locked down. But eyes of faith see assured. Eyes of faith see young people released. Eyes of faith see the nations touched. Eyes of faith see things differently. And God wants you this morning to see things differently through his eyes, with eyes of faith. Paul is going to later write in the New Testament, we don't walk by sight, human sight. We walk by faith. We walk by seeing things from God's perspective. And God wants to open your eyes. Now, Joshua was used to this. This has happened to Joshua once before. 40 years previous, Joshua had been in a situation where Moses had sent him out as one of the spies. I don't know if you remember the story. It's their first time they try and go into the promised land. They fail. But what happened was they went in and they started. Uh, Moses says, or God says, send in 12 spies. So they spy out the land and they came back and they report things and they say things like this. This is in Numbers chapter 13. We can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. And all the people there were of great size. And we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. You see, which eyes are you looking through? If it's just your own eyes, then we look like grasshoppers and the enemy looks like giants. But it said Joshua and Caleb were of a different spirit. They saw things from God's perspective and they said to Moses, surely we can go up and take the land. Now, it took another 40 years for another opportunity to do that. And maybe some of you around this circle feel you failed. Maybe a few years ago, maybe 40 years ago, maybe a few months ago, you feel, oh, I failed that. I didn't press in and take something that God wanted me to take. Well, God is giving you another chance, just like he gave Joshua a second chance. And he's giving you another chance to take things. He's giving you another chance to see things differently. He's giving you another chance to walk out in faith and step into the things that God has for you. God has victory for you. God has freedom for you. So I want to end. It's kind of more like a prophetic statement, this. God wants Jubilee to see things with new eyes, with God's eyes, with new perspective, with fresh perspective. God wants you as individuals, as families, as young people to see things differently. And I felt as I was preparing this for you out walking, I felt just God gave me a few things particularly for you and it's about seeing things differently new perspective he wants you to see people differently and I, I didn't know that we were going to have Sean's story Sean I mean that was just so moving Sean you're, you're an amazing guy God bless you encouraging but God wants you to see people like Sean not as victims or as those who are going to just be rescued, but as actually those who are going to step into leadership, 
those who are going to step into victory, those who are going to step into opportunity. And I think I just wrote a few things down. I think that I wrote down here. God wants to give you perspective about new church leaders. That doesn't mean your current leaders are the wrong leaders. It just means that God wants to give you more leaders because there's more. To, there's going to be more to lead in the future. And I felt there's going to be men and women. And sometimes our women have felt, oh, no, I can't step up and lead. Now, God's going to give eyes to see women stepping into more and more leadership roles, young and old. And I'm so blessed. You know, I'm so blessed, Gab and Simon, where you've led into you, the youth and, and Hayley. And uh, it's just been great. Oh, look, uh, there you go. Hi. Um, it's good to see. Good to see. Uh, our, our youth it's good just good to see you guys and I, I'm so inspired by your contributions this morning but God wants to see youth stepping up into lead you're not the leadership of tomorrow you're the leadership of today and I felt so I felt men and women young and old black and white and it was so wonderful to hear Marvesh's absolutely prophetic wonderful prayer I mean she didn't know what I was going to speak on about walls coming down like the walls of Jericho coming down that's the end of the story if you know the story and I feel God's going to give authority to ethnic minorities amongst you more and more. And the thing about diversity that God's doing in Jubilee at the moment, it's not just about giving like equal opportunity for everyone. That's wonderful that we do that. But it's about actually encouraging people to step into roles of significance and leadership, whatever background they're from. And we need to particularly welcome those from an ethnic background and encourage them and promote them and stir them and say now step up and step into all that God has for you amongst us so this sense of church leaders community leaders and I you know I think you know I just think the kern is amongst you John and John and Sue I think of uh, Paul and Jill Catterall I think of uh, uh, you know what God's done amongst you guys in terms of reaching out to the poor the needy the marginalized I think of people like Shirley and Stuart I think uh, you know just God wants to do that more and more there are community leaders amongst you in fact I, I feel to go so far as to say you're going to change the political landscape the political landscape of Teesside is going to be changed because Jubilee steps up. Now, we're not alone. We honour all the other churches uh, in the town and the, 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 the community, the, the unitary authorities that make up TESA. We honour all of them. But Jubilee, you need to step up. And there are people who you as leaders and you as people need to have new perspective of because they're going to step up and change communities. I also felt there are new businesses to start. And you think at the moment that's a stupid thing to say because all the businesses, all the kind of startup businesses seem to be shutting down. But I, I think of what the Slarks have done in Redcar. I, I, you know, just we follow their posts and just to see the grace of God on them. I think there's lots of new startup businesses that God wants to do. So you view things with fresh eyes. You're viewing things. So it's people. It's places. I felt God say there was some new venues for you. I don't know if that's a physical thing or not, but I felt there's some new, maybe even some buildings to open up, some venues for you. And you think at the moment, it all feels locked down. It all feels shut in. It all feels like, no, see with fresh eyes. See, I've given Jericho into your hands. Which statement are you more impressed with? Jericho was tightly shut up and locked up and no one went in and no one went out. Or see, I've given Jericho into your hands there are some new locations that God wants you to start I don't know what you want to call them like hubs or 
um, community groups or maybe what we used to call in the old days big groups you know those kind of you know he wants to there's some new areas that God wants you to get into uh, across Teesside and then lastly I felt this and you think this is a stupid thing to say to Teesside because of T Jubilee Teesside of all the churches that we're working with seems to work with the nations but I felt God say more nations more international impact and more nations coming to you and more ultimately going to and from the nations. And at the moment, you know, our lives, we used to travel half our lives through in the nations and, uh, you know, it's all shut down. Can't go anywhere. Haven't been anywhere for nine months and doesn't look like we're going to go anywhere next year. But God wants us to see fresh eyes. Nations are going to open up for you in the next 12 months and new opportunities with people. So and then that last one about the. I thought what Andy brought about the mental health and issues that people are struggling with. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't honour doctors. We honour the doctors. We honour the medical profession. It doesn't mean we don't honour counsellors and we don't we, we honour the, the, the people who are working in our pharmaceutical industry. John, Jonathan working away there. We, we honour all those people who are working in the medical, pharmaceutical, um, the counselling work. But... There are some chains, and Ginny brings this out in her book, there are some chains that you just can't unravel with drugs. There are some chains that you just can't unravel with counselling. There are some chains that need spiritual breakthrough. And last thing I want to say to you is God wants to open your eyes to some of the circumstances that you're struggling with right now, you don't need more counselling. You don't need more therapy. You don't need more drugs. You don't. What you need is spiritual breakthrough. And what happened in the story is the people of God start to act together. They act as one man. They start to march round the walls. And God asks them to do a crazy thing. And sometimes God asks us to do crazy things. Sometimes God asks us to step out and like Sue Kearney, trust a guy who you think on paper doesn't look very trustworthy on paper doesn't look like you should give this guy a job on paper doesn't look like that was a very wise business idea but in God's economy it was a brilliant idea because God has a heart for sure and God's going to cause you to do some things I mean in Joshua's day it was marching around walls and then shouting before the walls came down I mean I would shout after the walls came down but God's people shout before the walls came down and declare things and step into things. And as they do that, walls come down. And God's going to give you, as a church, new perspective into things where you're going to act together, march together, work together, declare together and see things that look like they could never come down. They could never change. See them change. Dear friends, God is with you. He wants to give you fresh eyes and fresh perspective. So I'm just going to pray for you and then I'm going to hand back over to Raj uh, or whoever. And uh, we may sing a song. I don't know what we want to do. But Lord Jesus, my prayer is that you'd open the eyes, open our eyes, open our spiritual eyes. Thank you. We have physical eyes, but we have spiritual eyes as well. And I pray, Lord, open the eyes of our hearts today. 
Open our eyes that we might see you, Lord Jesus, risen, ascended, glorified, not as a gardener or even as the, 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 an enemy warrior like Joshua first did, but as captain of the Lord's host, as the great king, as the great commander, just like those young people at the beginning of this meeting were telling us to open our eyes, lift up our eyes to the hill. Just like those people were saying, firm foundation, put your trust in him. You'll never be put to shame if you put your trust in him. And we ask you, Lord, that we'd see people differently. We'd see places differently. We'd see circumstances differently because we're looking with the eyes of faith and not with the eyes of flesh. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.